his love for this community. His word is unchangingly effectual. The gospel message of hope and forgiveness and freedom that comes through the work of Christ by belief and confession hasn't changed. The bond of love between sisters and brothers in Christ hasn't changed. Changes are necessary for the endurance of the local assembly, but it is the unchanging nature of these matters of faith at our core that allows the endurance of the church worldwide. The church that is enduring through persecution, through famine, through oppression, in the face of trial and threat and fatigue. This is why we celebrate special events like this, occasions that mark the faithfulness of our God and the members of the local assembly. Now, I've been friends with this congregation for a long time. Uh, That came through my relationship with Pastor Brenda and Craig. I have preached in this pulpit, and because of their hospitality, I have slept in your parsonage. Uh, One moment I felt especially uh, close to this congregation was when I was pastoring in Silver Spring, Maryland. We arrived there and uh, were hosting the 40th anniversary celebration for that congregation. We gathered artifacts from the congregation to remember that moment. And someone brought me a bulletin, a church bulletin, from that first set-in-order celebration. And as I read through that piece of paper, guess which sister church sent a choir to sing for the opening service of Christ Fellowship Assembly, then Faith Assembly of God on New Hampshire Avenue. It was Vienna Assembly of God. I remember seeing that bulletin saved for 40 years by one of our parishioners and reading that your church had sent brothers and sisters in Christ to help celebrate the founding of our church. And I felt a kinship indeed. I am so pleased to share in this moment of celebration with you. May God's love and the unsurpassable grace that he has for us be granted as favor for this service. Would you bow your heads as we pray? Lord, I thank you so much for this moment that we have taken to be together in celebration of 75 years of the unfolding work of this church in this community. Would you by your spirit come and and be with us, breathe in us on this Pentecost Sunday? Would you remind us that the church, Lord, is not just an institution, Lord, but the church is the active community of the people of God at work fulfilling your great commission. By your spirit, empower us and breathe on us, I pray in Jesus' name. If you agree, would you say amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Ben and I are great friends. We have engaged in what is called reverse mentoring, the younger mentoring the older, and we appreciate you being here. He's a very wise and spiritual man. The most asked question since coming to Vienna in 1987 is what kind of church is Vienna Assembly of God? The passage I'm honored to read today is what we are and what we both aspire to be. The descriptive term Pentecostal church has many responses due to people's experiences or exposures to what others have said or modeled what they think is a Pentecostal church. Blessed are we because the Bible defines what a Pentecostal church is to be and become. Just a few seconds, I'm going to ask us all to stand and read the passage of Acts chapter 2, which provides the biblical framework for what a Pentecostal church is to be and become. You're going to see racial equality, 
gender equality, and all ages of humanity being given a voice to speak into the church by the empowering and filling of the Holy Spirit. Racial equality, gender equality, and all ages given equal voice is only experienced by the infilling and empowering of the Holy Spirit. On this Pentecost Sunday, let us now stand and read the infallible authoritative word of God that we who call ourselves Assembly of God Pentecostal believers adhere to and desire to become. From Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the eleven other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. I feel it in my bones. You're about to move. I feel it in the wind. You're about to ride it. You said that you would pour your spirit out. You said that you would fall on sons and daughters. So Oh, you're about to 
commit this day to build our lives upon your love, O Lord, as our mission statement states to lead our community with love in a growing relationship with you. As this song said, lead us in your love to those around us. Oh God, would you do that? Would you fill us with your Holy Spirit today to be able to be empowered to do what you're calling this church to do? We thank you for it. We trust you for it. We are full of gratitude in our hearts for your presence here with us today and the love of God that is shed abroad among us. In your name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. You can be seated. Please stay in this uh, spirit of worship. Thank you, worship team. I'm going to release you to leave the platform for this uh, moment in the service. And um, I want to welcome our honored guests that are here with us today. We have several, and um, there are some that have presentations and remarks, and so we're going to have a moment in this service for that now. But uh, the most honored guest is uh, the presence of our Lord. Can you sense his presence here today? It is just so wonderful that he is here with us and um, kissing us with his glory and his favor. I appreciate that so very much. I would like to introduce uh, our state delegate, Mark Keem, who just made it. He drove in from Richmond to be here with us today. And um, I'm going to invite you to come on up, Mark. Do you have a presentation? This, this is the moment. This is the moment. So I'd like for you to come. He has a presentation that he's been trying to make for several months. Um, he got snowed out, and um, that happened in January, so we weren't able to do that at that time. But um, welcome, and thank you so much for being here. Well, uh, first of all, good morning, and uh, it's an honor to be with all of you. My name is Mark Keem. I have the honor of representing this area in the General Assembly of our state, and it is truly a privilege to join you. I have a habit of not standing anywhere close to the pulpit because I'm not sure if I uh, deserve to be standing anywhere near there, given my, my past. And uh, although this is a house of worship, and so anybody who walks into these doors, I think, is better than those that don't walk into any of these doors. And so the fact that I'm here as a forgiven sinner, I humbly come to you and uh, ask for just a couple of minutes of your time. I've had the honor of representing uh, this area for about 10 years now, and I've known the Burns is both Craig and uh, Brenda for a number of years. And 
when Craig stepped down from 30 years of service of this uh, great house of worship, I prepared a resolution uh, honoring his service from the General Assembly. And uh, not realizing that we're going to have a 75th anniversary at the, around the same time, we just did one resolution a while back. But uh, next year, when I come back, I'll uh, have the other one ready as well. But now that Brenda has taken over, this church is just multiplying even more than all the work that Craig has done over the 30 years. And this community has always benefited from you whether it's through the spiritual work that you do, but also in the community. And uh, I see some of our town council members here, Linda and uh, Carrie, who can also attest to the fact that this church has been a bedrock of the Vienna community for so long, for seven uh, decades. Whether you help us by uh, allowing people to park here during Viva Vienna and other activities, or just participating in every aspect, including the business community and the, and the civic community, you have done so much to reach out. But above all, you have touched those people who need to hear from you. And as a Christian myself who grew up in a, a Presbyterian uh, denomination, I know that the church isn't just the building and the pews and who sits in the pews. It's what happens outside of the Sunday services, happens outside of the Wednesday evenings when you're in the community and sharing who you are and as uh, people of faith for us to be opening up and letting our lives be the reflection of Jesus Christ's work. And so since you do that so well, that's the reason why we're here to celebrate this occasion, not just the 75 years of this building and this community and this organization, but the fact that for 75 years and more, so many of you have touched other people's lives to bring people to understand the true word of God and to really show them the true uh, the narrow path that they need to have to follow in order to, to reach the eternal kingdom. And so I join you in celebrating today, and I look forward to coming back with you uh, year after year to celebrate. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. As um, Thank you, Mark. It's such an honor that you're here with us. And as he mentioned, we do have several members of our town council, and I'm going to invite Linda to come just to speak on behalf of the town. Our mayor, Laurie, was planning to be here, Laurie DeRocco, and um, a matter beyond her control came up that she cannot be here. But would you please just make a quick remark on behalf of the town? Thank you. Hi, good morning. Um, one of the reasons Vienna is so special is its community. And um, I think all of our churches in Vienna have a big part to play in our community. And not only just bringing people together on Sunday and for all the events, all ages, all different types of people, that's one of the ways um, that this church has showed community. But the other is a few of the things that um, Mark Keem mentioned um, being involved in, the, in our community in Vienna, and that, and that is our town festivals, the Vienna Business Association, and both Pastor Craig Burns and both um, uh, Brenda Burns come to our town council meetings, and they say prayers before our council meetings, and I can't tell you how comforting that is to me. Um, it always starts our uh, council meetings with such a, just a somber and serious, but also gives me... Um, just some strength from from God and from them to to you know do the right thing and and um, and get through the meeting and so I really appreciate that. But this was wonderful to celebrate this today and just thank you so much for for being such a welcoming church and just for being such a loving church. I think um, both of you and your whole church is just very loving and I appreciate that for the community. Thanks. Thank you, Linda. So Linda Colbert, um, 
her, I wanted to mention that downstairs we have a timeline display, and I hope everybody takes time to go through that for, from the past years. And there is a proclamation from the town of Vienna signed by Mayor Jane Seaman for the 50th anniversary. And um, Jane is, was Linda's mother. Jane has passed away. Uh, but I'm so that's just a cool connection. Also here is Carrie Sinicki. Um, stand up. Let them see you. This, um, she's on the council, um, about to retire from the council. So her days of labor there are almost done. But thank you for your service to us so much. And then Steve Potter, newly elected, he will um, begin um, the council part of his work uh, next month. So thank you so much for being with us and his wife, Tony, who also came. Thank you. Thank you. I want to invite Craig at this time to come forward because he's, of course, had a major role in putting together our anniversary celebration but he has a special um, presentation and a special helper that is going to be with him uh, to kind of explain a little bit how we developed our theme. So. so one of our hopes is that we would model what a Pentecostal Assembly God church would look like. So when uh, I met with Ben Rainey and experienced his reverse mentoring the young, mentoring the older, we have this philosophy that we can learn from everybody and growth. So uh, I was initially the chairman of the 75th anniversary celebration, had to give it back to the pastor because I'm thankful to be very busy. And so in that initial meeting, I met with my, uh, my first team member, which was Bethany, and we began to just brainstorm. What would be the emphasis to celebrate 75 years? And so together um, in community, we, we thought it would be best to not focus on the past nor to focus on the future, but to focus on now. What is God doing now? And so we, 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 we chatted, we talked, we brainstormed, came up with many passages of scripture to talk about the reality that what is more important about Vienna Assembly of God is not what has happened or not will happen, but what is happening right now. Can you just say now? Now. Now salvation has come. Now faith is. It's now. If you think about now long and hard as we did, now is a very interesting thing because about two minutes ago, now is now now. <laughs> and you got to keep moving. So I asked Bethany if she wanted to say something or just be my visual aid. And she said, just be the visual aid this morning. So. But just trust us when I say our church gives voice. We give voice to many people that are voiceless. That includes children, senior adults, male, female, all genders, all races, every person. And the power of the Holy Spirit has a voice into the, into the now of this church. So it is a privilege to have everyone with us now. Amen. And next Sunday morning will be now as well. And you will be welcome now then. Hint, hint. I'm so not subtle. Hint, hint. We would love to have you back now. God bless you, Pastor Brenda, for letting us do that. After having our granddaughter stand here, it seems like an appropriate moment to announce to everybody that our youngest daughter, who lives in Nashville, Tennessee, gave birth to her first child on Thursday. And so uh, that, that was awesome. 
It was awesome and stressful because he wasn't supposed to come until this coming week. I was supposed to get through this weekend and then be there for the birth. And so um, Ben knows. I called him. I said, I might not be there Sunday. I don't know what's going on. And so, uh, but thanks. She's good. She's home. She's healthy. He's healthy. Um, little Oscar. He's gorgeous. And so um, anyway, I'll, I'll show you pictures at lunch if you want to see. I want to invite Ben back. He has a presentation from the district. And you, you can be in either spot. I don't Again, I bring greetings and I uh, just want to bring this certificate of recognition presented on behalf of the Potomac Ministry Network of the Assemblies of God to Vienna Assembly in celebration of its 75th anniversary of gospel proclamation and Christian ministry in the town of Vienna this ninth day of June 2019. How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Psalm 133.1. Thank you. What a gorgeous verse to put on that certificate. That's awesome. Well, part of the now of Vienna Assembly of God is that what goes on in this space is that God has allowed us to make space for some two other congregations. So in addition to this congregation, there are two others that meet here that have their their church family that is growing and listening and following what Jesus is calling them to do. And the first one has, I lose track of how many years, but um, how long, Pastor Roberto and Doropas, will you stand? Their church, Iglesia Cristo es Merifuyo, meets here Saturday nights, Sunday nights, um, there several times during the week with other smaller groups, and I've asked Pastor Paz to come and give us a greeting. I did not arrange for an interpreter. Can you do in English? Okay, all right. <laughs> you here? Okay. All right. Gracias. Okay, um... Well, uh, no tengo palabras. We don't have a word. Para agradecer a Dios primeramente. Thanks to the Lord. Eh, y luego a los pastores uh, Brenda y Pastor. And the pastor Craig, Brenda and pastor y la Greg. congregación y el liderazgo. In the um, leadership. Membership. Oh, well, well. Um, <laughs> tenemos uh, tenemos 15 años. Yeah. We've been here about 15 years. Uh -huh. y para nosotros es nuestra segunda casa. Bueno, and this is the second house to worship the Lord. Y hemos aprendido a amar a las personas. And we learn to love the people. Uh, el evangelio se trata de amar y darnos para otros. The gospel means love each other and give to other, another. Yeah, el evangelio es para salvarnos the gospel is to save us y cambiarnos and cambiar change, las ciudades and change the people and the neighbor yes sí <laughs> um, <laughs> quiero agradecer a uh, uh, por la la paciencia we give them for the patience eh, que ellos han tenido con nosotros they have to with us um, <laughs> Aquí este la mayoría de los el cómo se llama el el team el the worship team la mayoría son jóvenes the most of them youth y ellos usan mucho volumen en el sistema and they use a lot of loud sound y yo tengo que taparme los oídos porque you know 
y creo que el pastor también tiene que poner un bloqueador Sí, so, gracias pastor y gracias la verdad y bueno muchísimas gracias Dios les bendiga amén I just something to like to tell you that uh, how we came here um, I think pastor remember that we used to be in um, police station renting there for about 10 or 11 months and we start praying praying God we need a church we need a church Because when we asked the people to come to our service, they was scared because it was a police station. <laughs> nobody, <yeah. laughs> nobody come. Nobody want to come. And then we start praying and say, "Lord, please, we need a church." And we have a vision at this place. The, we see the train there and um, and the vision. And one of the our brother, I don't know if you remember Samuel. Uh, he was working close by here, and we told them the vision that we see. And then he come around and he said, this is the place. So he came and talked to Pastor Greg, and then he opened doors to us. So they're being so blessing. We're seeing a lot of people come, growing, and Pastor know a lot of kids that was little, now they're youth and serving the Lord. So you guys have been so blessing to us a lot. And thank you for that. God bless you. What a blessing. And then we also have Faith Encounters Community Church. And they meet here on Sunday mornings, actually before our service, and then have uh, different church meetings through the through the week and, and different times. Pastor Martin Pickett, um, come. I want you to agree. I told him he's my, uh, he's my punchline. He, come on. Come on. I don't think you guys um, are in your title, Pentecostal, but I tell you, when he's preaching, you might not know any better. I want you to... <laughs> Greet us. Thank you. Okay. Um, first of all, I just would like to say thank you to um, Pastor Brenda and to uh, Pastor Craig Burns because uh, I wouldn't be here to launch this church if I hadn't met Pastor Craig Burns. And it's been a blessing. Our church is exploding, and we thank God for um, you being here. And thank you guys for being a great light. And we'd like to give you this gift to do as you see fit. And we thank you so much for your kindness and your generosity. And we pray that God continues to bless you 75 years more. And thank you so much for the fellowship and the relationship. Thank you so much, Pastor Brown. Okay. Thank you, thank you, Lord. We serve a faithful, faithful God. I've asked the worship team to stay up here, and part of what that does is calm your nerves that this message won't be that long, all right? <laughs> I want to read, um, before I begin the actual message, this is from a publication called Pilgrimages of Faith. This was published in 1990 as a part of the town of Vienna's centennial celebration and it has a record of every community of faith that was in Vienna at that time about their founding and so I just want to share what was written 
1990 about the history of Vienna Assembly of God, founded 1944. Vienna Assembly of God was founded May 5, 1944, under the direction of the Reverend Clyde N. Lee. Reverend Lee was a resident of Leesburg, Virginia, when he felt that God had laid upon his heart the need to start a church in the town of Vienna. He began this task by, re by renting a storefront on Dominion Street between Church Street and Air Hill Avenue. So just right there. There he began to hold services, the first of which was attended by only five people. Soon more people were added and Michael Lambert, Louis King, and Howard Gorham were elected as the first three deacons. As time went by, the congregation continued to grow and the storefront was becoming too confining for the blossoming congregation. A lot was purchased from the town of Vienna in 1949 and construction of a new church building began. It was also in that same year that the church received its certificate of affiliation from the General Council of the Assemblies of God. After the basement was completed, they moved from the storefront to the new location at 100 Air Hill Avenue. Throughout the years that followed, as the congregation grew, the building had to be expanded. During this time of expansion, Willard Clark, whose family is here with us today, was added to the Board of Deacons. The building was finally completed in 1954. The, the um, text goes on to tell some of the history of the different pastors that were here, and this is printed in full as a part of the timeline downstairs, and so you can see uh, the whole thing. It, it ends with... Um, that in December of 1987, the Reverend C. Craig Burns was elected as pastor and um, that we moved here from Oklahoma. So that is how long ago that um, our family became a part of the story of Vienna Assembly of God. I do hope that everyone understands that you're invited to join us for lunch. It's, it's set up downstairs. It's ready for you. Please stay and fellowship together with us. And uh, we'll be heading that way sooner than later, okay? Um, and uh, it would be a blessing to us to not have a lot of leftover food. So please come. It's ready for you. It's ready for you. And that timeline is down there and ready for you too to view. I, yesterday we held a block party and um, again partnerships. The town of Vienna, the town police came. They were amazing. Um, of the volunteer fire department brought a fire truck and rescue squad. They were and, and I learned something by watching them. Those firemen are pros at cornhole. Did y'all know it? I mean my goodness they were good. And so just watching them. So um, it was great and um, I'm just I'm thankful uh, Vienna Presbyterian loaned us their square game and you know partnerships are a part of what the kingdom God of God is about um, partnering with Pastor and Dora Paz partnering with Pastor Pickett partnering with way of faith assembly of God that we've done different things together we want to see the kingdom of God advance and that's what we're about so thank you thank you thank you for all the um, ability and the and the openness and and the grace of God and God's favor to show us you know what's next and and how to how to keep building those partnerships all right back on script here we go today is Pentecost Sunday a very special day on the church calendar 
celebrating the experience we heard in today's scripture reading from Acts chapter 2. Jesus told his disciples that it was good that he was returning to the Father so that he could send the Holy Spirit. He told them to wait in Jerusalem, and they waited. The festival of Pentecost came 50 days after Passover when Jesus was crucified. This this outpouring of the Spirit was a singular event that created a new paradigm. The reality of Jesus' followers now being empowered to be his witnesses. It was the first filling of the Spirit, and we understand from Scripture that it set the stage for this reality. Now, all people can receive the Holy Spirit. The truth that God with us, Emmanuel, is now also Christ in us, the mystery of the gospel. Pentecost has sometimes been referred to as the birthday of the church because the story of the early church's establishment begins here. From that day on, the gospel spread from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the world. We specifically chose this day to celebrate this church's 75th anniversary because of that understanding. We are an Assemblies of God church, which means we are Pentecostal. You received a magazine today published by the Assemblies of God that helps explain what that means. And if you did not, I'm sure we have some more. So please pick that up. More than 75% of the time, when people ask what kind of church we are, they have never heard of the Assemblies of God. It goes something like this. What kind of church are you? We're an Assembly of God church. Yeah, but what kind of church are you? It, it, it's like that does not answer the question to just say that you're assemblies of God. So then, so then, um, and I'll say that's not true in all parts of the country, but that has proven true here in Vienna. <laughs> so then I'll add, we are Pentecostal. And then people will maybe have heard of that and often have some odd associations included in their understanding of Pentecostal. And I get that because we have some odd stories in our history. Amen, Ben? Amen. But what I'd like to share today with you is that Pentecost is good news. The empowerment of the Holy Spirit is a gift available now. The joy and exuberance demonstrated in Acts 2 was in response to God's Spirit being poured out and filling them to overflowing. Jesus described it like rivers of living water, a cleansing, refreshing, purifying experience of God's grace and power. What is a Pentecostal church? A church that embraces the now. A church that accepts that God continues to pour out his spirit on all people. That a vibrant, powerful, supernatural experience in relationship with God is part of his loving gift to his children. Amen. Amen. In preparation for this message, I looked over my sermon from Pentecost Sunday last year. The points in that sermon were that Pentecost, in fact, changed the paradigm, and now the promise of the Holy Spirit and salvation is for all people, anytime, every place. In the section about all people, I had a list of all kinds of folks 
trying to clarify that no matter who we are, we are included in all people. And in that list, I had Yanni or Laurel. Do you even remember that internet craze? I had to look it up to think, to remind myself what it was about. This is from Wikipedia. Yanni or Laurel is an auditory illusion of re of a re-recording of a vocabulary word plus added background sounds. Basically, people that listen to it, some would hear Yanni, some would hear Laurel. So the point was being like, whoever you are, it's for you. The Spirit of God is for you. Well, in working to bring the Word of God home to us, I used a current cultural phenomenon to help explain it. But that fad has now faded, and it wouldn't even make sense this year. Everybody knew what I was talking about a year ago, but I have to I, I couldn't even remember what it was about. In a church's history, whether it is 75 years or 500 years or five years, there are going to be experiences that are for the moment, for now. They make sense right now because this is what God is doing among us right now. The promise of the Holy Spirit includes this amazing gift of prophecy, the ability to speak the eternal word of God into the exact present moment. Now, God's word is eternal and it is alive. His salvation is current and available. His spirit has been poured out on all people, and that truth remains steadfast throughout the ages. We are called to proclaim that message, the same one Peter delivered on the day of Pentecost, that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is good news, friends. Amen. Amen. Throughout this church's history, the message has been given in a variety of forms, and some of them may have been for the moment and not relevant now. And that is just fine. Each generation finds its voice and strives to be faithful to God's call in their time. That is our task, following Jesus in transforming community with a relationship that is vibrant and fresh so we can speak the word he gives us today. Amen? Our theme verse for this anniversary celebration is 2 Corinthians 6.2. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. As Pentecostals, we believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And yes, we embrace the gifts that the scripture illuminates as part of that spirit baptism. Speaking in tongues, healing, prophecy, and miracles. We have seen God prove the efficacy of these gifts in the now. You're not going to convince us otherwise. Amen. Amen. Beyond that, however, is the purpose for these gifts. And Jesus made that very plain. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be my witnesses. That's what we are about here, friends, to proclaim the good news of Jesus and to do so through the power of God poured out on us through the Holy Spirit. Now, now, Vienna Assembly of God is a transforming community a place and a people 
where we believe in the activity of God now. That no matter, no matter where any of you are in terms of your relationship with God, it can get better and deeper and more vibrant and real. Right now is the right time. Today is the day of salvation. If you are here today and ready to receive this free gift of salvation, please listen a moment. God loves you. He sees you. And desires a relationship with you. The starting point is choosing to follow his son, Jesus. If you're ready to make that choice today, we are going to rejoice with you. And here's the thing. We're going to pray a simple prayer together, all of us, as a gift to each other, lending our voice and its sound to support anyone wanting to pray this for the first time. This prayer is according to the scriptures. And so I'm going to ask us to all bow our heads and to just follow me in this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I choose to give my life to you and become your follower. I believe that you are God's son and that God raised you from the dead. I say Jesus is Lord. Thank you for dying for my sins and being my Savior. Amen. Amen. As the musicians come, if you prayed that for the first time, I'd love for you to let me know. You can add a note or just approach me, but please share with me this exciting news. A practice and a tradition in Pentecostal churches is praying at the altar. We had a moment earlier in the service specifically for those seeking prayers from the church elders, according to James 5. But there is another type of prayer that is simply coming and kneeling or standing at the front of the sanctuary in surrender and supplication. And it seems most fitting to me on this 75th anniversary of this Pentecostal church to offer this moment of prayer for you. I... Um, I want to give you this invitation and I will ask you to just take a moment to move from where you are and come to pray. Offer to God that patch of your heart that may have felt touched this morning. Seek his transforming power in your life. Accept the pulsing nowness. He is offering to you in relationship with him. I'll be here along with other ministers if you want someone to pray with you. Those who feel to stay seated, just please use this moment to pray where you are. And then I will end us in an ending prayer and benediction. But I invite you, if you would like to come, as is our custom in, in this kind of a church, to just come forward and have a moment of prayer. I invite you. I pray that you have sensed the refreshing of the Spirit of God in your hearts. And I just want to share this um, ending prayer and blessing from the book of Numbers, 
a blessing of the Lord. I again, please invite everyone to come join us for lunch. By the way, the lunch where um, lunch is set up is the original sanctuary of this church. So kind of envision that when you're when you're there. But may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Lord, amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. Thank you so much for being here today. Yes, let's, let's give praise to the Lord. Yes. Amen.